G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. If someone is struggling after a miscarriage or struggling with infertility, it is completely normal to maybe be struggling with feelings of grief. If you are facing a crisis pregnancy, a miscarriage, infertility, or even an abortion, where would you seek help? Today's guest is Lara Malin Winyard, President of Pregnancy Help Australia. We're going to discuss some of the services they provide in reproductive health and how they and you could support someone going through a grief-related pregnancy. That's Lara Malin Winyard for part two of our conversation with my wife Kate and I'm Brett Ryan for Focus on the Family Australia. Well, welcome to the program, Lara. Hi, Brett. Hi, Kate. It's a real joy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to share about this ministry. You've been a director and now you're the president of Pregnancy Help Australia. Can you tell us a little bit of some of the stories that you have experienced in both those roles and how, you know, the good and the not so good in that role? Yeah, I suppose six years on the ground in a pregnancy help centre, you come across absolute miraculous journeys. You know, when someone first comes to a centre as a client, uh, there's possibly an example that we have maybe a student who's coming in, they're on a visa, they are not eligible for Medicare, they've been locked out of the home, Um, their partner has left them, like absolutely just heartbreaking circumstances. And as a consultant, you know, you're sitting there with that person and you know, you know, we can't come up with a solution You know, we can't do anything that's going to just ultimately fix this today. But through being there with that beautiful young woman who's having the opportunity to share her heartbreak and then share what her vision and her dreams were for her future and then be a support going forward that she can rely on that day, that she can know she's not alone And then seeing a woman like that choose to continue with her pregnancy and journeying with her to see how this miraculous provision turns up in her life, whether it's that, you know, without being eligible for Medicare, of course, the birth can be extremely costly. And that's what the big fear is for many of these women. But, you know, through community, through outreach, through calling out or navigating that with the hospital, the social work department, there are ways through. And 
to see this woman not only continue with her pregnancy, but be able to continue with her visa requirements, mm. to be able to continue with her study, and to also be provided accommodation when she has no income coming in. You know, these are miraculous feats that happen when people are equipped with the knowledge that they're not alone and they can say yes to the plan that is presented to them. Yeah. After you've journeyed with a, a mum and dad through the pregnancy, is there any follow-up after that? Mm. This is the most amazing thing about pregnancy centres is the level of continuity of care. I have never come across this level anywhere else in any other services to do with pregnancy support. Um, basically, you know, if you're struggling, say, with something and, and you want to get professional counselling, yeah, sure, if you've got Medicare, you may get 10 sessions. You might be able to afford that. But then it can become very expensive. Now, for these mums, and the reason I don't say mums and dads so much all the time, yes, dads are welcome, but the majority of women that are coming to these centres are the ones that actually are lacking that support of a partner. Right. Mm. They really are often just completely alone and not saying always, but Sometimes if they've got a partner and, and the partner is supportive, well, they may not be as likely to come to a centre because they have got some support there. Sometimes we have couples coming together, but predominantly these are women that don't have that stable partner. So it's akin to the widows and the orphans mm. in a biblical sense. So, yes, continuity of care. Basically, all of the centres, they offer support from conception up until the first year after birth. But apart from that, we'll often find clients are able to contact the centre or continue to come into the centre or may even become volunteers for many years after it. It does become their community. Mm. And in terms of the continuity of care, the point I wanted to make is that these women, they find that if they have one appointment with a specific volunteer or staff member, it is always preferred that any other appointments or phone calls or emails, they'll be dealing with that same staff member. Mm. So you can imagine they don't have to repeat their story over again. They've got someone that really understands their whole walk. And this is right through the first year of baby's life. Um, so that's the beauty of the follow-up. And look, there's some centres out there who, uh, depending on the client's need, you know, they may provide even home meals. It could be as wide-ranging as that. Yeah, it's mm. wonderful. Yes. Do you also support women who have had miscarriages? Yeah, so we um, really focus on the area of reproductive loss. So that encompasses any loss, which is miscarriage, could be abortion, could be even infertility, stillbirth, um, because we want to be there for all women. And it's so important, especially in the area of miscarriage, it's still an area where grief is not... Uh, the space given to grieve a miscarriage mm. is, is not clear for many people. It's often just, oh, you know, 
we'll get over it or we'll try again. And, and, and because it's not tangible too, maybe they've lost their beautiful, precious baby early on in the pregnancy, which doesn't take away from the monument of grief that they will be feeling. But because it's intangible and maybe there's no funeral service, maybe there are no visible witnesses to that grief who will just send them a sympathy card even. You know, these things are so important when you've had a huge important loss and this baby no matter how uh, far along someone is in their pregnancy, that baby is just so precious. And we, of course, as pregnancy centers with a Christian viewpoint, you know, we want to celebrate and honor that life, give that life the dignity, and there are ways to heal through that process. Mm. I remember so, when yeah. I was nursing, uh, one of the statements when I was doing a, a paper, a woman never forgets a conception whether it goes to full term or whether it, something happens, a woman never forgets that conception. And it's wonderful that Pregnancy Help Australia is able to support them along that journey. And the grief, as you're identified, is very unique. And so mm-hmm. can you unpack that a little bit more about the uniqueness of a miscarriage or, as you're identified, you know, infertility, which is another topic again, but they still have that element of, I can't have a baby for whatever reasons. And it is a grief that... Really, only the woman can really identify with that, but the partners can also be along that journey as well. Yeah, and that's the thing. It is very important for men to be involved and included in these services. So really, I suppose the most important fact is that if someone is struggling after a miscarriage or struggling with infertility, it is completely normal to maybe be struggling with feelings of grief. There is always already a loss, and and obviously this is such a broad field, but just as a a little starting point, um, there's the loss of identity, loss of dreams, so many different losses that aren't even tied up with the actual loss of a child or a potential child. Um, So this is how deep it is, and because... It's so hard to articulate or process or, you know, put a finger on what to call these feelings and where they're coming from when you're going through it. It's so helpful to seek support because that trained facilitator or grief counsellor will be able to help you on your pathway to recognise where these feelings are coming from, you know, how can they be properly honoured and also properly grieved because there is a healthy way of grieving and it becomes a problem when a grief is delayed or submerged. That's when it can really, really impact someone's health mentally, physically, emotionally. And so, yeah, the first part really is just that, look, pregnancy help centres identify this We see how important it is, what you're going through, and there is help available. What would you say, I mean, a lot of women have miscarriages. I mean, if I look Mm -hmm. even just around my circle of friends or family, I know many who've had miscarriages. And, you know, the average statement is, I'm so sorry to hear that, but there'll be another baby or... There's the assumption that just because you have another baby, the pain of the first baby is gone, Mm. like they're replaced. What do you say 
to people who are supporting those who are going through a miscarriage. What are some statements or behaviours that we should be doing to encourage and support them in their grief that's healthy? Yeah. Well, again, it really comes down to very strong active listening skills. So when you have a friend who tells you that she has had a miscarriage, yes, it's very appropriate to say, I'm so sorry for your loss. I'm so sorry. You could say something, you know, you must have been so looking forward to welcoming this child and I'm just so sorry for your loss. And don't go anywhere else. Don't try and solve it. Don't try and move Mm. the positioning away. Just stay in the space, hold the space. And with that compassionate response, that's when your friend, and, and, you know, you might even just say something at the end of that, like, how are you? And then your friend has that platform. If she wants to cry or if she wants to let something out because you've created that space for her to be heard instead of moving off somewhere else, you know, oh, you'll have another baby or you'll do this. It's as simple as that as your starting point. As we mentioned at the beginning, many people feel like, oh, I'm not trained for this. I don't know how to do this. And look, some people need Definitely, you know, they may be looking for more therapy or they've got deeper issues they want to sort through. But on a conversation basis with family and friend, you can be just that soft landing space and don't get carried away with having fear, you know, that you won't be able to say the right thing. Just sit with it. That's fantastic. It's when we panic. Mm. Everyone needs to be heard and validated and not being dismissed. You know, you'll get over it. Those words, as you just so beautifully articulated, mm. can be very healing for many people. It doesn't solve the problem, but you are coming alongside them in their moment of need. Yeah, and on that point, just if in case it helps your listeners, you have won that space. If your friend or your family member begins to cry and begins to express themselves, that is a sign right there that healing is happening because you're giving them the opportunity to express their sorrow and sorrow needs to be expressed. And maybe up until that point, no one has given them the space to express it. Don't be uncomfortable with the fact that someone may you know, open up in tears because of you just mm. asking that question. You're not making them feel worse. You're actually helping them to release. And that includes silence, isn't it? Just being there. You don't have to actually fill the void. Oh, well, that's the thing. When they start sharing, when they start crying, that's when your silence is the healer. The fact that, you know, you may make some nonverbal noises, you know, mm, I'm sorry, or yeah, or, you know, just something in the background to show that you're engaged. But the silence is where they're speaking, they're letting it out, they're releasing, and all of that is the healing. Our guest today is Lara Malin Winyard, President of Pregnancy Help Australia. The Word for Today is Australia's most widely read daily devotional, designed to give you practical teaching to keep you focused on your relationship with Jesus. Read it online or subscribe to the free printed edition at thewordfortoday.com.au. 
welcome back. We're speaking to Lara Malin Winyard, President of Pregnancy Help Australia. This is so great, Lara, because I think people don't intend to say the wrong thing. Their motives are good, um, but they just haven't known how to handle it, particularly if they've never experienced it themselves. So having these keys you know, of how simple it really is just to sit with someone. I think one of the statements Brett's said in the past is nobody really ever remembers what you said, but they remember who was there. Yeah. And sitting with you, just being with you and letting them be themselves. Exactly. And that's the thing. It may not be the memory. That power that you have as a friend to not be uncomfortable when your friend is sad or upset or expressing that, that power you have to not jump in and I want to solve this, I want to make them feel better, <laughs> the power that you have to just simply be present. Yeah. It's so powerful, but you just it, you can't teach that. It, it almost seems invisible, but it's the most powerful gift and yeah. the person really feels heard and they feel safe and they feel validated, as you said. You know, finally someone is just letting me let it all out. <laughs> and um, they may not remember their words afterwards, but the thing is they feel lighter And see, that's the miraculous exchange that also happens in the pregnancy counselling room or over the phone or online. Um, It seems like nothing much has happened, but that client, that woman, that man, that mother, that father, they feel lighter because all of this stuff, all of these thoughts that are going crazy in their head have been verbalised and they're out And now they're able to put together a clear action plan going forward. It's wonderful. I love that because sometimes we don't feel like we can do that with our family because we're judged or they they want to fix you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But having that external person that's coming from no beginning point, uh, they're just hearing your story from your perspective and how mm-hmm. you're feeling in the moment rather mm-hmm. than having the background story. I think that can be so refreshing without having the history in your hand. Exactly. And, you know, so many people are just so shocked <laughs> when they do stumble across a pregnancy centre. You know, there's not many centres for the whole of Australia. So it's a real yeah. blessing when someone finds one and they're absolutely blown away by the level of compassion and time and no cost, no charge. It's a kind of love that they've just never experienced before. And we know where we get that love from to Mm. sustain ministry, but they may have never experienced that before. And that's when they start becoming curious about where does this love come from? What are you guys, what's your fuel here? Um, And that's when, you know, sometimes people may discover their faith as well in the journey. But while we're on that note of mentioning how there's not many pregnancy centres, I just wanted to maybe segue there into sharing the vision with your listeners. So over the last two years, the board, the leadership team of Pregnancy Help Australia, our big vision is to make pregnancy help accessible to all people regardless of where they are in Australia. And and that's a big deal, especially when we have things that can happen with restrictions. 
And also the fact that many of the clients, maybe they don't have a car, maybe they have other children in tow, maybe it's really hard to catch a train an hour away to go to a pregnancy help centre and, and get some practical support. So it's important, this vision of birthing a pregnancy help centre in every neighbourhood of Australia. It's a huge vision, but we want your listeners out there to know that if you are inspired, if you feel called and you don't have a pregnancy help centre in your neighbourhood, we are here as a body to help equip you and to help you swiftly birth a pregnancy help centre in your neighbourhood. We believe it's completely possible because we look at how many churches are in each suburb. We look at how many great community groups are in each suburb. And surely there's a way just by starting small and it doesn't have to be full time. It could just be one or two days a week that a centre is open, but at least there's a local place for every woman who's in need during pregnancy. That's wonderful. And uh, I keep on saying the word wonderful because I just <laughs> hear your heart and I can imagine that flows on to all the other centres across Australia. And um, you've identified those areas that, you know, obviously there's people who are going through a pregnancy unplanned or, mm. or a challenge right now, maybe mm. even considered an abortion or have you know, have gone through with it, or even with a miscarriage or infertility, it's wonderful to have access to a centre like you. So if there's a listener right now who's hearing this and they go, that's me, I want to get involved, Mm -hmm. what could they do? Yeah, so basically there's a few different ways to get involved in that capacity of being inspired to have a centre. I would encourage you, first of all, to maybe find at least two or three other people in your community. If you can find that group and they're all excited and they want to start a centre, that's all you need. Then you get in touch. You can email me directly. I'm, I'm sure Brett will give my email details out or just contact us through our website, Pregnancy Help Australia, and we can begin that process of meeting together. And it's almost, I call it the, the gestational period of yeah, a pregnancy. I think it's great, the language, giving birth and gestational centres around the nation. It is a birth of life. These centres are living, breathing, birthing centres in that sense where they they birth hope, they birth kindness, they birth Mm. courage Mm. and nothing is impossible, just huge, beautiful ministry. So that's what they can do there. But also, look, if we understand people are busy, they may not be able to do something like this too. So we would ask for you, if you are a person of faith, we ask for your prayers for the ministry. There's a bubbling over happening in Australia at the moment with centres. You know, we've had five new communities getting ready, developing a centre in just the last year. That's huge. And we've had a growth in our centres from six 16 to 23 operational centres. So there's a movement happening. This is definitely a work 
of the Holy Spirit wanting to just be there to give people life at a time when they really can not see a way through. And so your prayer, if that's all you can give, that is so powerful. We need prayers of protection. We need prayers for favour. And then, of course, as everyone knows, we also, you could sow in financially to help us. We want to continue this year especially to put together a very all-encompassing Start a Centre Toolkit. So we do have a member area where we've got some resources and templates. We have a training conference every year, but this one we want to create an online training that is absolutely going to be the catalyst, the go-to guide for anyone who wants to start a centre and also an up-to-date client care training where we're just updating that. So, you know, your donations really... um, give us the ability to operate we don't uh, receive any grants or government support we're just receiving private donations to keep going oh thank you so much lara we can't thank you enough for sharing today and sharing the hope and the love that pregnancy help australia gives to young women Well, thank you, Kate and Brett, and I hope I have done it justice because there's no words to really express the amazing ministry of Pregnancy Help. Well, we at Focus on the Family are proud to partner and support Pregnancy Help Australia, and our guest today was Lara Malin Winyard. She's the president of Pregnancy Help Australia. Their website, and if you'd like to find out more information, is pregnancyhelpaustralia.org.au. For more resources on pregnancy and parenting in general, you can go to our website at families.org.au. And thanks for joining us. I'm Brett Ryan on behalf of Kate. We're inviting you to join us for another episode of Focus on the Family Australia. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.